As a follower of Jesus Christ, should we be angry about a prayer that ended with amen and a woman? It turns out the answer is no, not really, but also yes, we should be furious. You're listening to Onward in the Faith with Ray Burns. Ray is dedicated to equipping Christians to understand why they believe what they believe so that they can keep moving onward in their faith toward maturity in Christ. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, visit patreon.com slash onwardinthefaith. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And make sure you visit onwardinthefaith.com where you can read hundreds of articles about every area of the Christian life. Now here's Ray with today's topic. It's been over a week since a very controversial prayer took place by a Methodist minister and congressman named Emmanuel Cleaver. If somehow you haven't heard of it, I'm not going to read the entire prayer or go in-depth with what happened, but essentially he stood up in Congress and prayed over their session, and he concluded it by saying, Amen and Ah Women. And because of that, as it's come out, a lot of people have been accusing either the minister in particular or the entire government with taking a non-gendered Hebrew word and forcing it into our politically correct mindset. There's an accusation that this was done purposely and maybe even maliciously in order to undercut Christianity and to kind of bend over backwards for the social justice warriors or people who are just so offended that they're trying to take words like history, spelled H-I-S, and change it instead to Hickstory, H-X-S-T-O-R-Y. So is what happened in Congress as ridiculous as trying to change all language to be non-gendered? Did this pastor, who we would assume has a basic understanding of Hebrew, really think that a Hebrew word that is not gendered, that doesn't actually say men, because men is an English word, did he really think that this needs to be changed so that we can make even something as simple as ending a prayer completely inclusive? Well, it turns out that if we don't just pay attention to one particular news source and get riled up by social media, it turns out that no. What he said at the end of his prayer wasn't meant to be offensive or to make a political statement about gender equality. So when it first came out, obviously people were upset. It seemed like just another way that the liberals were trying to take over and we as conservatives need to stand up and fight and not let them try to change Christianity and maybe even change the gospel by, you know, compromising it in such a way that a temporary and time-based political belief is maybe overruling the timeless truths of God. But if we want to be fair, if we want to not just listen to one side and make decisions and conclusions, but instead listen to all sides and try to get a more accurate understanding of what happened so that we as God's people aren't responding as conservatives or Republicans, but instead responding as people who love truth and are even willing to go against our party for the sake of truth, we can take a moment and actually find Emmanuel Cleaver's explanation for what happened, because he he actually thought he was being clever. He thought he was being funny and is actually, it seems, surprised by the amount of backlash that he's faced. 
So he spoke to, from what I could tell, a newspaper called the Kansas City Star, which I believe is from his hometown. And he basically clarified why he said what he said. So just listen to to his words as they were reported. I concluded with a lighthearted pun in recognition of the record number of women who will be representing the American people in Congress during this term, as well as in recognition of the first female chaplain of the House of Representatives whose service commenced this week. I personally find these historic occasions to be blessings from God, for which I am grateful. So, in other words, he made a dad joke. He made a play on words that was kind of lame and kind of corny in order to basically just give acknowledgement of the fact that there was kind of a historic moment where so many women were being representative in Congress and that a female minister had had a service for the first time apparently in history. So if we're being fair, if we're being honest, this whole thing about a woman being kind of tacked on at the end of the prayer, we need to be honest and say that, no, it's not a political statement. It's not some kind of liberal agenda. It's ultimately a guy trying to be funny. And so taken on its own, I'm going to say that, you know, if you know me, if you are familiar with my high view of scripture and the importance of not compromising the gospel, I'm going to say that we as Christians don't need to raise up arms and get upset about him concluding with a men and a women necessarily. And so if you're someone who honestly has no stake or no care about the things of God, scripture, the gospel, things like that, then really this should mean nothing to you. But as Christians, I will say that we need to be absolutely furious on behalf of God about the prayer that was given in Congress but it has absolutely nothing to do with a woman. Instead, I want to read to you not just the last word or line of his prayer, but the last two lines of his prayer. So the prayer itself, I will link my article in the show notes as always, but you can read the entirety of his prayer, which I've basically just uh, gotten from a video where they found the Uh, transcript from the congressional record. So you can read it word for word, everything he says, but the vast majority of the prayer is actually very impressive. It's very reverential. The language he uses is beautiful. It's moving. It really points to the sovereignty and majesty of God. And so if we were to stop before the words I'm going to read, we would think, wow, this guy, I cannot believe this is being read in the government, you know, a government that seems to be going more and more against God and, you know, compromising itself more and more and, you know, putting Christianity itself kind of on the defensive as we are looked down on and attacked and berated. It seems like this guy is is giving a prayer that is heartfelt. But after, you know, all of these these beautiful words and these incredible references and honestly, these almost poetic lines... Read how he fully concludes his prayer. So he talks about, you know, may the Lord who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us, you know, kind of the typical uh, ending prayer stuff. But then after he invokes God to, you know, look favorably upon people and upon the people assembled in Congress there, he says, we ask it in the name of the monotheistic God and Brahma and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen 
and a woman. Now, obviously, if you've paid attention, people are blowing up about the whole a woman thing. But as Christians, what we need to be furious about hearing is the fact that, you know, despite all these eloquent words, despite all these calls to, you know, lifting God up, this prayer concludes with someone saying that to pray to the Hindu god Brahma or any god prayed to by any faith in the world is just as good as what he is doing right there and then. That to pray to any deity, to believe in any higher power, is apparently good enough. You're all talking to the same God. And so what we have here is, you know, this whole a woman thing, the fact that he used kind of an important word in our prayers and just made a pun out of it. The problem isn't that he's making a political statement. That's obviously not what happened. But what we see is that we have someone who has a very low view of God. We have someone who approached the throne of God, a place that without Christ, we cannot do. You know, God says he won't hear our prayers when we have sin. He, he, he cannot be in the presence of sin. He cannot tolerate sin. And so for us as followers of Christ to be able to approach the throne of grace freely and without fear, that is something sacred. That is something so important to us because it's only through Jesus Christ that we can do that. But, you know, Mr. Cleaver approaches the throne of grace, has very moving words, but then basically says that the gospel doesn't matter because you can pray to the Hindu god Brahma, which is one of hundreds of gods. You can pray to any god in any religious faith, and you're still talking to God. Why? Well, I don't know this pastor's belief system. I actually went to his church website before writing my article because I thought, well, maybe it's a more progressive church, and they say that all faiths are welcome. But if you read his church's website, what he said seems to actually kind of go against what they state their beliefs are. Because for anyone to say that, you know, you are the monotheistic God, but we can also call you Brahma, or we can pray to you by any other name, is to really require you to believe one of two different things. Either you believe in universalism, which is that everyone goes to heaven no matter what, or you believe in kind of a weird version of pantheism. And pantheism itself is that, you know, God is in everything. God is in the rocks. God is in the trees and the animals and all that. You know, God is kind of entwined in everything, and all things are God. So to pray to a rock would be praying to God. And so to say that all faiths pray to the same God is kind of a weird version of that, where as long as you're praying to a God, you're praying to the one and only holy God of the universe. And let's just be honest, this is blasphemous. This is approaching the holy and majestic throne of God and saying, hey, I'm doing the exact same thing that a Hindu is doing. You know, that, that nation where Christians are being oppressed and killed for their beliefs yeah, I'm doing the same thing that people over there killing Christians are doing. As Christians, we have to see the red flags in this. The red flag isn't our women. The red flag is saying that everyone prays to the same God, that he can be called by many different names and many different faiths, and it's all good enough. You know. And when we understand that, when we see what kind of theology and what kind of belief in God is required to pray a prayer like that, then the whole our woman thing— it makes sense because to have a low view of God allows us to have a low view of prayer and the sacredness of it and the value of it. And, you know, I want to be honest here. 
very few of us consistently have a good view of prayer. We are all guilty of ignoring how sacred and special and sometimes overwhelming it is that we get to approach God, not through priests, not through sacrifices, not in fear. We get to freely approach God in any moment of our lives, and he will hear us because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. None of us value it like we should, you know, because we may not pray at all during a day. We may say a hasty prayer that we don't even finish on the way to our car. So, you know, this isn't about attacking someone for not getting prayer right. But what's important to realize is that if you watch the video that's linked in my article, you can see that this isn't kind of a spontaneous prayer. It's not something that is necessarily coming directly from the heart in the moment. When Congressman Cleaver finishes reading his prayer, or when he finishes his prayer, we see that he is reading from a sheet of paper because he picks it up and walks away. And obviously that makes sense. I mean, you're praying before Congress. You don't want to just kind of wing it, right? But what we're seeing is that in order to read a prayer, you have to have planned that prayer. So what that means is that this man, who I hope is truly a man of God, sat down, planned out all these words, all these beautiful things that were said, but then seemed to very clearly reveal what his theology, what his understanding of God really is, because he chose to include that praying to the monotheistic God is the same as praying to a pagan God, that it's all good enough, that it's all the same. And again, he chose the pun, which isn't the problem. It's just indicative. It's a symptom of a low view of who God truly is. And so as we are kind of going out and thinking about this, and the conversation seems to have died off, but as we as Christians are really thinking about what has happened with this and what we should be offended about, it's not about someone making a dad joke. I really hope that dad jokes aren't something that will incur the wrath of God because my family will tell you, I love me some dad jokes. They are so corny and they always roll people's eyes. They're fantastic. So the problem isn't someone saying a woman at the end of a prayer. The problem is that the all woman thing was spoken by someone who believes that to pray to God is the same as praying to anyone else, that, that all religions are the same, that all religions are going to heaven, or maybe everyone is going to heaven. You know, I don't, I don't know what Congressman Cleaver's beliefs are. I don't know if he was required to be all-inclusive with the various faiths and therefore was kind of strong-armed into adding things like Brahma to the end of his prayer. I don't know why he chose to say what he said. All I can look at is that someone chose to approach the throne of grace, to approach a holy God who hates sin, but allows us to approach him because he poured out his wrath on Jesus Christ in our place. He approached that throne and told God that anyone who prays is good enough. And I hope we see that the main problem here isn't anything except a lack of understanding of the gospel. Because if all faiths are good enough, then we didn't need Jesus Christ. Because Hindus don't have Jesus Christ. Buddhists don't have Christ. Muslims don't have Christ. If we truly need Jesus Christ, if he truly is the way, the truth, and the life, then no man can go to the Father. No man can pray to the Father. No man will die and go to the Father except through Jesus Christ. So who we pray to is not the same as Brahma or any other deity out there. And that is why, if we are angry at this prayer, it should be for that, not a woman. 
So thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for some more discussions on current events happening in the world. And I hope that this has helped you keep moving onward in your faith toward maturity in Christ. <laughs>